You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. My name is Jared Book. Joining me today is Patrick Bexell. On this special edition of Absent Minded for Christian Foline getting sent to the Laval Rocket. No, I, I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patrick, how are you? Ah, it's a new year. It's 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 actually I've just looked it up, uh, or I looked it up uh, New Year's night. But it's the year of the rat coming up as well, so it's a good start for a new beginning. So we'll see what I, I feel excited about this year coming up, and uh, it can only be good in the long run. Uh, even if I'm getting a bit older. Unfortunately, <laughs> Vedemo was called up around the same time. Or uh, Personally, I think it's great. I, I love Lucas, but but it's also very bad for my wallet because now I really have to get a Vedemo jersey. Year of the rat, you say? I, I, yeah. Are you predicting Boston's going to win the Stanley Cup then? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe, you know, it might actually happen. <laughs> Brad, Brad Marchand, Conn Smythe Trophy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should bet on that right now. <laughs> You wouldn't be far off. You'd probably get good odds on that. Uh, I think it would be low odds on that, so it's probably bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's probably very obvious, Uh, especially Boston, uh, first in the Eastern Conference right now, or at least the the Atlantic Division. A lot of a lot of stuff happened uh, since since the last podcast, and we'll we'll start with Ilya Kovalchuk because you, you have to start with Ilya Kovalchuk and. It's funny because the reaction to him signing with Montreal was, I would say, probably one of two things. One is people expecting that, more actually three things. One, expecting that he's going to be amazing and that he's going to help this team make the playoffs. One group of people who are like, whatever, he's not going to do anything. And one group of people who was like, oh no, he's going to make sure that we get just close enough to the playoffs that we get a bad draft pick. And really, my thoughts on this is like it's a mix of the three. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like especially with Armia injured, with Brendan Gallagher injured, there's nothing to lose. Why not? At least it, if this team is going to go through the motions and, and fight for a playoff spot, at least try and make it interesting. And and that's what Kovalchuk does for me. I mean, if he works out, great. If he doesn't work out, whatever. But at least there, it's something to look forward to, and and something that that could be one of those great Bergevin moves that he's he's used to getting. I think it's a it's a great move first and foremost. It's it's no salary to speak of. It's uh, it's the end of the season contract. It's 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 all good. It's it's a. Um, I mean, we usually say Mark Bergevin is great at uh, low-risk, high-reward signings. And, and this is like, this is not even a low-risk. It's lower than a low-risk signing. And uh, potentially, it, it can be a difference maker. I don't think it will be, but it can be. And I've been proven wrong over and over again. Just ask uh, Mrs. Seb because she's, she's telling me quite often how wrong I am. But but. It's it's really really interesting to see what he can bring. I mean, like 
the power play has worked and and if if Gallagher gets injured you need someone to take his loss his spot on on, on the power play maybe not Kovalchuk in that in, in Gallagher's role but you could put someone else in Gallagher's role and, and Kovalchuk can run it and that's where he's gotten the points the last couple of years uh in in uh, in uh, LA and LA has been bad it, it, and they're tanking again I mean like they left Samuel Fagamo who is one of the best players in the World Juniors this year uh, to <laughs> in Frelunda in, in SHL in order to get a better draft pick so you know like it's they're playing it very very smart and they, so, so you can read in a little bit obviously he's a player in decline but but the touch will be there that's not something you lose but but like putting him on the first line as we just seen and that everyone seems to have a lot of, of thoughts about you know I, I put him on the fourth line and just toss him in on the power play well the, the thing is is that he, he's on the first line but who else is there to put on the first line i mean nick cousins was on the first line and you can see the same thing about nick cousins that nick cousins should be on the fourth line and not on the first line so it's not like he's replacing nick suzuki or or something like that, right? I think that right now, especially against Pittsburgh, the top line is Arturi Lekkinen, Max Domi, Nick Suzuki, and and Montreal is really going with a kind of top six or maybe even top nine approach, depending how you feel about uh, Ryan Paling with Jesperi Kudkaniemi, and and now Nick Cousins. You know, it's not like he's replacing Brendan Gallagher on the top line; he's replacing Nick Cousins on the top line. And I'm fine with that, right? Like, it's not like he's, you know, taking Nick Suzuki's spot on the top line, right? Like, Nick Suzuki wouldn't be in that spot anyway, right? Because they're, they're trying to equal out the, the scoring, right? So you have Suzuki with Domi and, and Lekkinen, which is a line that's going to get a lot of ice time. And then you have Dano, Tatar. And why not try Kovalchuk there, right? I mean, what what's Kovalchuk going to do with Nate Thompson and, and Jordan Wheel or, or, or Dave Reese? You put him in a role to succeed, obviously, but I think I think the role for him to succeed is the power. Oh, play. absolutely! Yeah, I, I just it's 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 you know, and if he comes in, and I rather have him fresh on the power play than playing you know fifteen minutes before and then play power play. So so it's it's for me that's how I see it. I think he will be a great addition to the team. Obviously, you know, with the Rolex story and everything, and getting his seventeen number back, and you know, it's a great story. He's already made a few jokes. He he came in and said a few words, even if it was from a note in French. Everyone loves that. It's 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 everything. You know, he he knows how to play it, and and I, I, I appreciate that. But I can also feel it's a little bit of a deflection from from Mark Bergevin. Obviously, he's going a little bit for it without risking anything, but it's also it's a little bit like Romanov with, with the well, like he, he's he's potentially signing with us. And everyone knew that already, but obviously he said it, and it becomes you know media for for two weeks, and then obviously he he signs Kovalchuk, and it's a little bit of deflection from from where the team is right now and where the team is going for the future. So, so and he's very smart with that as well, smoke and mirrors. Um, I, I like Mark Bergevin's style. I, I, I've grown used to it, and, and I like it more and more. And he's—it's obviously always quiet before something happens. This is the time of year when you know the team's on a four or five game losing streak. You know they're going out of the playoff race. The World Juniors are are just about ending, and and you. Let's face it. There, there's people who 
want the Canadians to sell tickets, right? And and this is something exciting, right? It, it gets people talking about the Canadians. And, you know, yes, is it a little bit of distraction? Sure. You know, but at the same time, they're getting a guy who's coming here and wants to do well, right? Like, if you look at the, the success stories of the Canadians over the past few years, it's always been guys who are excited to be here, right? Look at Max Domi as an, as an example, right? He's somebody who came in with a good attitude and is playing the best hockey of his career. Dale Weiss is another example of that, of somebody who came in, was excited to be a part of the Canadians and, and is playing well. And, and the, the thing with Kovalchuk and, and to a lesser extent, or even more, probably more of an extent, uh, Marco Scandella, who we'll talk about a little bit later, is that these are guys who are excited to be in Montreal. Whether they have the ability to make a difference or not, I mean, you know, Kovalchuk's not a bad player. He had 16 goals last year. You know, it's it's not like he's uh, incapable of scoring goals. And how many times have, you know, we watch the Canadians and there's somebody with a great scoring chance who just can't finish, who doesn't have a good enough shot to to beat the goaltender? Looking at the two last seasons, he, he's a... Point five uh, point per game player, you know, it's 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 he's doing what he should be doing, and and if you get that for you know what is it eight hundred k, yeah, fine, take it, yeah. and it's even less because half right. the season. I mean, if it comes down to, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk or Riley Barber, I mean, the choice is pretty clear. I mean, no offense to Riley Barber, you know, he's he's a great player in Laval, uh, but you know. If you have a chance to take a risk on Ilya Kovalchuk, why not? You know, like I said, it's not like he's taking ice time. You know, yes, Lucas Vedemo is is not playing tonight because of of Kovalchuk, but at the same time, I mean, personally, I don't know if, uh, you know, if they're intent on playing Dale Weiss for, and I think against the Jets, I understand it a little bit more. Because they are a team that that is a little bit more physical, and, and you want to have you know a guy who has a little bit more intensity around him. I don't mind it. I don't really. It's it's for me. It's not worth getting upset over. I just like Jake Evans. You know, I don't mind him playing in Laval. There's nothing wrong with having prospects who are capable of taking the next step in the AHL, just waiting for for a chance. Because you know. It's not just about this year. It's about going forward as well. And yeah, I mean, I I don't know if Kovac, I don't know if Kovacek's going to score, you know, any goals. I mean, I hope he does. It'd be fun. I mean, he's probably going to score two or three goals in this first game. You know, we're recording this Monday after Monday evening, Eastern time. The game's in about an hour and a half or so. And I wouldn't be surprised if he scored a goal against the Winnipeg Jets, which just happened to be. The Atlanta Thrashers, right? So it's his old team, kind of. So you know, the timing is. The, <laughs> of course, it's the curse. <laughs> the timing is 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 fine. Like you know what? It's it, yes. Is it distraction? Yes. Is it more or less meaningless? Yes. But you know what? It's also fun, and hockey's supposed to be fun. You know, am I looking forward to seeing Ilya Kovalchuk in a Canadian's jersey? Yeah. Do I wish it was ten years ago? Yes. But you know what? Uh, it's. Yeah, you know, if it comes down to having Nick, I, I like Nick Cousins as a, as a hockey player, but if it comes down to seeing Ilya Kovalchuk or Nick Cousins 
on the power play or Ilya Kovalchuk or Nick Cousins with Philip Deneau and Thomas Tatar. I want to see Kovalchuk. You know, at least at least it's it's something different. And that's just my opinion of it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I remember seeing Jagger the first time when it was in the World Championships. And, and then when I went to Montreal a couple of years ago, he played in Florida. And it was like, I, I've come full circle to see him. And, and you always, you want to see those names, especially us that are a little bit older and have grown up with them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you, you want to see them. Yeah, and, and you get a chance to see some of these players maybe once, maybe twice. But there is something special to see it in the jersey of the team that you support. And, and I fully support this move. Do I expect it to be a game changer? No. But it will be fun. It will be interesting. It's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. It's a little bit of, you know, uh, bringing some Russian back into to, to the team. Uh, hopefully what, what comes next year or, or the year after or or. or when Whatever. <laughs> someone that should not be mentioned comes over, uh, you know, it's 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 a preparation in a little bit, and and you know, it's it's all good. I can't wait to hear what what Montreal media will ask Kovalchuk about Alexander Romanov, and he said, yeah, he was on the bench when we played, <laughs> but but it's all fun. Yeah. Uh, I I think you know, it's 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 a good move. I I can't hold this against Mark Bergman. It's 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 a good move. No, exactly. I mean, listen, it's, is it throwing darts at a board? Absolutely. But you know what? They're in a position where they need to do that, right? Like if, if Yoel Armia and Brendan Gallagher and Jonathan Duran were healthy right now, would they go after Ilya Kovalchuk? Absolutely not. But that, the situation that they're in. He didn't give up any resources right. for it either. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, have, no, I have no problem with the move. And I think that anybody who who has a a problem with it may just be, you know, looking for something negative to talk about because there's nothing bad about it. The other move that the Canadians made this week, uh, obviously trading Mike Riley, uh, and then a few minutes later, trading for Marco Scandella, somebody who's been rumored to join the Canadians for several years. Uh, I remember, you know, was it three three years ago or so? at the draft, hearing rumors about uh, Scandella for Galchenyuk when uh, Scandella was still in Minnesota. And Galchenyuk was obviously still in Montreal. And so obviously it's somebody that they had. Yeah. I think we had an article <laughs> prep for Yeah, that. we did. We, we were always prepared. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, you know, it's someone who there was interest, obviously interest uh, to bring back to, to Montreal. He's obviously a Montreal native. Scandella is, is, is one of those guys who because you know you can see the excitement in his face when he joined the Canadians and, and playing for home, and you saw it a little bit with Nick Delorier as well. There's something about guys who want to play in Montreal, and we talk about guys who don't want to play in free agents and all of that stuff. But there's some guys who who do want to play in Montreal, and I'm curious to see you know what what comes of that. And another low risk move. You're trading a fourth round pick. Uh, Scandell is a free agent at the end of the year. There's no, there's no commitment there right now. There's a chance that he can be that third pairing defender or even higher on the left side. Something that the Canadians have been looking for 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 a few years now. I don't think he's going to be the number one guy they're looking for. But again, no risk. They needed help in their own zone, and, and Scandella is is a guy that at least get a look at him. And in, you know, for a fourth round pick, they have. So many picks in the draft anyway. I have no problem with that move either. 
and 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 I'm sure actually they will get a few more uh, come come trade deadline because I think Montreal is out of the playoffs. I, I really do. Um, so so unless Price goes on one of those fantastic uh, streaks that he has, but hasn't had for a year or two, uh, I think yeah Montreal is out, and that means that Mark Benjamin will will acquire a few more picks be it for Dale Weiss that suddenly gets into scoring or or, or something. Or, so, I mean, like, there is a logjam of prospects that there he can ship out. And we're looking at it in a, in a way in, in the chat that we have on, on, on the Slack that, you know, the contract situation, especially for next year, you need to ship off some. If, if everyone comes over that everyone wants to come over, then we're at 60 contracts. Yeah, no, it, 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 there's definitely some things that they're going to have to deal with. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to get more draft picks either. I mean, it's very possible that they trade Scandella and Kovalchuk for draft picks. You know, if they, you know, rebuild their, their yeah. worth and, you know, if Kovalchuk starts scoring goals and the Canadians fall out of the race or, or farther out of the race, uh, if Scandella plays a little bit well, they, they can very well get get picks for both of those guys. Uh, not not to mention anybody else on the team. You know, you have guys like, you know, th- they're expiring contracts. You know, there's Dale Weiss, there's Nate Thompson, uh, Scandella, like we mentioned. You know, they're, they're, you know Kin- Keith Kincaid, maybe even, but, you know, they might be able to trade a guy with a, a few more years term. A guy like, say, Brett Kulak, as an example. A uh, guy with, with a few more years under contract, guy, maybe Jordan Wheel. You know, guys that, that, could net another pick or, or things like that. There, there's lots of options. And with the players coming in, you can eat some salary as well, just to, to, to make it more attractive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you, there's guys on this, you know, we, we, you mentioned guys who want to come over. There's Jesse Ulanen who will likely sign a contract. He's somebody who can step in at least, at least into the AHL uh, and be a top six player. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have any doubt of that. Uh, you know, you, you look at guys like, obviously, Romanov is a name that's going to be talked about. Whether he signs or not, that's a whole different issue. But he would be a contract. Uh, Cole Caulfield, if he wants to come over for next season, that's a contract. Uh, then you have, they have guys like Yoni Ikkinen, who needs to be signed this year or becomes a free agent. They have guys like Cam Hillis, Alan McShane, Cole Fonstad, Samuel Hood. Those are all guys who also need... Contracts, or they go back to that. Norlander, if if Moto doesn't qualify for the SHL, I think, and this is a personal gut feeling, uh, since he signed this contract, I think that Montreal is happy to have him develop one another year in SHL, like him signing an SHL deal for a year with another club. Yeah, and I know I mentioned it in in my EPR from last week, where where I think some of those teams are, uh, but but. I can see Montreal saying stay another year just all partly for development, but also partly to to have the contract situation under control. Yeah, and space it out, right? They, they, it's better to space it out because if you sign you know, six guys in one year, they all become free agents the same year. And they did that a little bit. With, with yeah, and if, if all of them had have good, good years, that's going to be super expensive. Yeah. And, and they're already kind of in that situation where they're, they're having to, to split the deals and you know, they did it a little bit with Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki, 
has one year more than than Jesperi Kutkiniemi, one year more than Ryan Paling. Uh, Kaden Primo uh, expires the same year as uh, as Suzuki as well. So they are spacing out. Josh Brook is that year as well. So right right now already, they already have Brook, Primo, and Suzuki all expiring the same year, which is not 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 ideal. But at least it's not the same year as Cut Kinyemi and Paling either, right? So it, you, you talk about cap situation, and that it, it's tough, and you can't keep everybody. You, you can only keep the best, and that it's going to be very interesting to see. But yeah, contract situation, I would not be surprised at all if they collect draft picks. Even somebody like, you know, if they want to make a big move, if they want to trade a guy like Thomas Tatar or a guy like Jeff Petrie and get an extra first-round pick, I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. I don't expect it. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be shocked. I don't want it, but I can see them throwing in Vedemo that has actually played quite well and has uh, the contract expires this year. And, and do you really want to have another cheap... It, he probably signed for, for a cheap contract as long as he's you know borderline NHLer, but another team might take him. Uh, so especially in a bigger trade and and see what you get and, and see if it fits that system a little bit better. I, I, I would love for him to stay. I'm getting that Vadimo jersey and I'm getting it signed this summer no matter where he plays. But 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 I mean I can see you tossing in certain certain prospects as yeah. well in a deal to make sure you actually get that first round pick because it's a first round pick or early second you really want. You're looking at you know the first round picks we've had the last couple of years, but also the 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 early second round picks we've had the, the last couple of years, and I think all of them are are super smart picks. We'll see how they pan out, but they are smart picks, and this is what causing the logjam in in the organization with entry level deals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and, and you know the the one trade that I I keep you know reminding myself of is is when Toronto traded like six or seven guys from Michael Grabner because they were they collected so many picks that they had to trade guys on contracts. And and that's the kind of thing where they, they can do it. I'm not saying they're gonna trade seven for one or anything like that. But you know, if you want to trade, you know, three or four prospects to get one guy or or something like that, that's something they can do. And they have the depth to do it, right? Like as much as we don't want to trade guys like Evans or or Vedemo or anybody because you know you come to like them and you as people and as players, it's a situation where they they are assets that you can use to make your situation better. You know, if they want to take on a guy with with a, a bigger salary, and, and you see that today with or, or yeah today uh, that you know you let Christian Feline go, you you have to. Mark Bergevin and Claude Julien and Tim T- Trevor Timmons is there to make what's best for the club, and they have to. They they can't afford personal feelings. I'm sure they do sometimes, and you see, uh, you see GMs handing out terrible contracts, and that's usually combined with you know you want to keep someone because you have a good friendship with them or they've been instrumental to win a cup for you. But at one point or another, you have to let those feelings go, and and. It's the same for us that covers uh, prospects like like I've covered Lekanen or 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 Vedemo for for five years soon. It's you know you build a report with them, you 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 text them after a game and you wish them well or or, or something like that. 
and that's what you uh, that's you know they become part of, of of your work but you have to let them go and you have to wish them well as well and i'm sure this is how a parent feels when someone goes off to college yeah no exactly and and the thing is is like you know as much as you don't necessarily want to send a guy like Foleen down you also want him to play right like it, it's no fun and and yeah. you see it with, with Charles Houdon and, and Matthew Pekka who who were sent down earlier in the year you know last year they they barely played they played less than half the games and hockey players they you know yes being an NHL player is great and practicing and flying and staying in nice hotels but they want to play they're hockey players Right, they they don't want to just you know stay in hotels and watch from the press box. Tiger yeah, for the hot dogs, right? <laughs> the Bell Center. They they, they want to play games, yeah. and it, that that that's a thing too. Like there's guys who, yes, it's disappointing to be sent down to the AHL, but I'm sure Foline is going to be much happier playing than not than not playing in the NHL, right? So, especially when in Foline's case, he's not even the seventh defenseman; he was the eighth defenseman for most of the year. So even if one guy goes in. You know, or one guy gets hurt, you're still not playing necessarily, unless it's a right-handed shot or not. You know, there's there's different situations, but yeah, and it's also like you you might want to bring up a prospect to see how he developed under Bouchard as well, and you you want to see all those things. So, so you might hold this older player back a little bit. I know for a fact that that uh, there obviously the pe- people are writing in Sweden. And I'm sure in other European countries as well, like the like Switzerland and in the NLA, where he's friend with uh, Klingberg, who plays for Sug, uh, you know that that people are writing like, you know, he's been sent to AHL again. Uh, shall they turn? Will they terminate the contract and we can sign him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, I think it's the Valentine's Day, somewhere around the Valentine's Day, that you know, silly season in Sweden stops and, and Europe, so so they can come back and be ready for the playoffs here and. and yeah, there are opportunities still, and we've said it before, and I've said it a lot of times in articles and in comments and, and on the pod. Not everyone can work for Apple. Some has to work for Google, or someone has to work for for another of the big companies. You know, and and that's what you have to realize. Not everyone can work in the same company, and and it's not all. It's also the fact that the company needs. To, employees on all levels so so it comes down to that and and you can't really just say oh yeah you know uh all the best players are playing here because i'm sure there are players in shl or or, or in uh, khl and etc that can actually go straight into an nhl roster spot yeah absolutely you know you look at a guy like uh i, I guess Otto Leskinen is, is a pretty good example of that a guy who wasn't drafted signs with the canadians and you know, with within his first year in North America, gets gets called up to the to the NHL to to kind of bring it back full circle. Uh, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk is is happy to be here. Marco Scandella gets to live at home. We we talk about a lot about local guys in Montreal, and and anybody who's from Quebec is a local guy, <laughs> right? Uh, we we see that a lot here, where guys from you know, th- you know, an hour and a half, two hours away from Montreal, I'm like oh, he's a local guy. And yes, you know, there's French and things like that, but there's something to be said about a guy who's from Montreal, and and uh, you know, even going back to to a guy like Tori Mitchell, uh, and that, that's what's fun about um, to see the reaction of, of the people who are close to them. 
uh, and grew up with them and things like that. So uh, Xavier Ouellette is another guy who grew up in Montreal. Um, and, and you know, he's with the Laval Rocket right now. But it, it's just it's fun to, to see guys come home and be excited about being a Montreal Canadian. We get so jaded, I feel. Right, we we feel get so jaded about um, about people who uh, play for the Canadians and things like that. But it's nice to see Kovalchuk smile at wearing a Canadian's jersey and Scandella happy to be a Montreal Canadian. And you know, you saw it like I said, bring it back again, Max Domi as well, smiling with a Habs jersey and happy to be here. So it's just fun. Like I said, hockey's supposed to be fun, and it's nice to be reminded of that. You know, within within the losing and things like that, it's nice to be reminded. That you know what we watch is supposed to be fun, and to take enjoyment in it. And this podcast is supposed to be fun. I hope you had fun listening. We didn't really talk about the World Juniors in this one. That's on purpose. Uh, Patrick and Anton will be uh, back uh, later this week with a, a recap of the World Juniors. They did the preview show as well, so they're going to wrap that up in a nice tiny bow. Hopefully, they're not going to hit a camera while recording the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time on Half the Mind.